This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon, and with me in studio as usual, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you today? I'm doing uh, great. Leafs, not so good. Uh, not a great week for them. But I just want to tell our listeners on the show... Uh, you're going to be interviewing, calling to Buffalo this morning, John Murphy, the play-by-play announcer for the Buffalo Bills and host of the John Murphy Show on WGR 550 AM. Certainly big news out of Buffalo this week with the hiring of Rex Ryan. So we're looking forward to talking to him. And middle of the hour, we're going to be back with us uh, talking about the big story out of the nation's capital this week. Lawyer, noted lawyer, Lawrence Greenspan, issued a $6 million class action lawsuit this week against the University of Ottawa and its president, Alan Rock. He's representing 22 University of Ottawa hockey players or former hockey players because the program was terminated. So we're looking forward to talking to Lawrence about that again. Uh, weather's pretty gloomy out there this morning, Nez, driving down the DVP. I know you come down the 427. It was certainly... Uh, it was uh, dark. rainy it was and dark. dark and it was dark when I and, came in. And I guess that's a f- perfect fitting analogy for the status of our favorite Toronto Maple Leafs this morning. Uh, well, they were exciting this week. They uh, played some great brand of hockey. Well, didn't I, they? I guess you uh, woke up with a little bit of sarcasm in your voice this morning, Naz. Uh, it wasn't a good yeah, week. I was analytical about that too. Okay, Wally. no, you're really, you're really, you're really, you're, you're really throwing your shots in there this morning, Naz. Anyways. Uh, it wasn't a great week, and uh, the post-Carlisle Toronto Maple Leafs uh, haven't had great results. I take it they won one game against Columbus and dropped four out west and dropped one against Washington the week before. The uh, scary part about the Leafs' week uh, this week, one goal in uh, and it in, was, in four games. And it was that high-scoring defenseman, Polak. Polak, actually, uh, he's... he's but. Um, not a great week. They went 0-4 on the West Coast. They now have dropped significantly out of the uh, playoff territory. Uh, when Randy Carlyle was fired, they were actually in the playoffs. Uh, the playoffs had have ended uh, the day he, uh, if the season had have ended the day he was fired. Now they're uh, now they're seven points looking out, and things are looking pretty grim. In fact, uh, you were saying Naz, and uh, you. Uh, think that we may be headed to Connor McDavid territory here. You know, we're not too far off of that, really, because the way they're doing it is a lottery. So the lower you finish in the standings, the better chance you get of getting him. 
I think they're going to finish 29th, Wally. And I do. I, 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 th- I believe they're tanking. Not, they didn't mean to tank, but that's what it looks like is happening here. Yeah, my, uh, you know, I have a different sort of a different take on it. I mean, we, we, we've debated back and forth yeah. whether Randy Carlo should or shouldn't have been fired. And you thought he should have been fired a long time ago. And, uh, you know, I, I wasn't of the same opinion. I thought he was getting as much out of this team as one could have expected. I, I always thought Randy Carlyle was a, was a fairly good coach. Maybe the, the personnel didn't line him up just right for him here. And, um, you know, Horacek's trying to do something different, I guess. And, uh, you know, he was an assistant coach under Barry Trotz with the Nashville Predators for a long period of time and, uh, you know, spent last season a short period of time with the Florida Panthers. But going back to his time with the Nashville Predators, and Barry Trotz always considered one of the one of the good coaches in the NHL. I'm sure, sort of, uh, I'm sure Horacek uh, picked up some of those systems from in his Nashville days, and I almost get the sense that we're trying to see uh, we're trying to see the Nashville Predators here. The 2010 Nashville Predators have become the Leafs, but uh, a little bit of concern about that. I'm not so sure they have the personnel to play that style of game. Horacek's uh, coaching resume isn't the greatest as a head coach. I mean, he, he had a season in San Antonio where he played 426 hockey, and he had a season in uh, Florida where he played just over 450 hockey. And uh, his resume as a head coach is not as, as good as Steve Spots as a head coach. And uh, good assistants don't necessarily me- make good head coaches, Wally. Well, I don't disagree with you there. I when we, we we debated. I know you've been on a on an interesting blog site, really popular one called Leafs Nation, debating. Uh, we've been debating the the Horacek, uh installation as coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and um, I mean, let's 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 be honest here. Do we do we really think Horacek's going to be the any the uh, Leaf coach next year? No, I, I doubt he, it. He's, he's not going to be. He, he's been brought in to be an interim uh, an interim head coach. And he'll be gone at the end of the year. And the interesting question, and then the Leafs uh, are going to are going to canvas the uh, coach free agent market this uh, this summer, and will be interesting to see who's available. I mean, Babcock uh, has been mentioned. Bilesma's out there. Um, you know, um, certainly, I, I doubt very much that uh, Ron Wilson's coming back. But uh, I don't think he's coming back anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, it has been a fun week. If you've been a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, we've got a new week coming up next week. Uh, certainly at the bottom of the hour, we'll be taking calls, uh, and we'll be giving out that number uh, when we get closer to that. We'd love to uh, hear from all disgruntled Toronto Maple Leafs fans later on on our show, but we'll be going to break right now, and we'll be talking to John Murphy, the, the voice of the Buffalo Bills, right after our commercial break. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. There's an old saying... Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. 
They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Bond. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, live from Liberty Village on the new AM740 radio. We're still trying to get a hold of John Murphy, Buffalo Bills uh, play-by-play announcer. Hopefully, we will have him with you shortly. Um, Naz, I notice you're wearing your uh, property of Buffalo Bills uh, jersey in studio this morning, and uh, your Buffalo Bills banner is displayed prominently on your vehicle in the parking lot. Uh, you're certainly a huge Buffalo Bills fan, and there was some huge news out of one Bills drive this week, the hiring of Rex Ryan. Of Wasn't, isn't he a breath of fresh air, that guy? In, a, in his press conference, he was uh, first thing he said was, Find me where it snows the most, and that's where I'm going to live in Buffalo. Well, of course, uh, Rex Ryan knows a little bit about snow. He's got a, actually uh, he's got a Toronto connection. He grew up, uh, spent most of his formative years in Toronto, so he's certainly familiar with the the weather in these parts and familiar with the Buffalo market. Uh, grew up in Toronto, and uh, one of his heroes is in fact Daryl Sittler. Uh, he was a big hog. Rex Ryan was a big hockey fan growing up in Toronto in the 1970s. Uh, the Doug Marone era in Buffalo is over. Um, uh, he decided to take the money and run. Um, and he was an interesting hire when, uh, when, when he was hired and uh, decided to exercise an exit clause he had in his contract. I don't think Buffalo Bills fans, and you're certainly a big one, are necessarily shedding uh, a great amount of tears over uh, Doug, uh, Doug Marone leaving. No, I guess not. I, I I thought he did a pretty good job last year. They were nine and seven, but they didn't win the big games when they had to. That defense of the Buffalo Bills is probably one of the best in the NFL, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna have a really good year next year. Now uh, we're still waiting for John Murphy, Bills play-by-play man, uh, trying to get him on the line, and certainly like to talk about 
all things Buffalo Bills. Uh, talking about the Bills, uh, Naz, let's uh, let's recap their season a little bit. You just uh, highlighted that they, you thought they had a good season at nine and seven. Um, of course, two, the one two key losses though, two Kansas losses. City and Oakland. Yeah, they they got themselves into the playoff hunt, and then when they needed the victory uh, that would have kept them in it, they sort of, you know, they were, they sort of stunk the joint out a little bit. Um, their critical issue for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, obviously, is quarterbacking. Um, E.J. Manuel, uh, their top draft choice from the year before, um, didn't get off to a great start, and they brought in Kyle Orton, who um, uh, what, what, played well at times, but uh, to me, Kyle Orton wasn't a first-string quarterback or a playoff quarterback, and he's he's now retired, so... Yeah. So uh, what are the Bills looking at in terms well, of... Well, E.J. Uh, Manuel, I don't think he's been given the proper opportunity, though. He was 2-2 two and two when he was pulled for Kyle Orton. And, and Manuel, Manuel has uh, only played 13 games in the NFL. So how do you judge a quarterback, especially a young quarterback like him, in 13 games? And uh, in your sense, is he's, he has the potential to develop into a number one quarterback? Is he going to be their number one quarterback starting first game next year? I think E.J. Manuel is going to be the quarterback starting next season because how many quarterbacks are out there that uh, could be better than him right now? You know, you've got the elite quarterback. This is the problem in the NFL. You have Brady. You have Manning. You have uh, Drew Brees, uh, Wilson in Seattle, Rodgers in, in Green Bay. You have some elite quarterbacks, but there's not enough of them. And all a lot of the teams don't have proper number one quarterbacks. Well, if you look at uh, having a number one quarterback is certainly uh, seems to be a precondition for success in today's NFL. We've got uh, two uh, two interesting games this afternoon. Um, Colts and Patriots, Seahawks and Packers. And you've got four of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And that says, speaks volumes about what you need to win in the NFL today got Rodgers and Wilson on one side. You've got Brady and Luck on the other side. Um, should be some fascinating games this afternoon. What's your analysis of, uh, of the Patriots and Colts and the Seahawks and the Packers? What, the, where the where Packers, you got your money this afternoon, Ness? Well, Aaron Rodgers um, is hurt. He's got some leg problems, so he's going to have trouble getting the mobility his mobility up today, and uh, Seattle's defense is quite good. I th- really think Seattle's going to win that game. I kind of, I kind of, something in the back of my mind. I don't know what it is, but I see Indianapolis beating New England today. For whatever reason, Andrew Luck has played horribly against New England all of his career. But you know what? He's going to be a really good quarterback. He already is a good quarterback, and I think he's going to break out at some point, and maybe today. Anyways, we're uh, listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We're hoping to have on this morning John Murphy, the voice of the Buffalo Bills. We've been having problems connecting with John. Hopefully we can get him on the line shortly. Shortly coming up also we have Lawrence Greenspawn, noted attorney who's representing uh, 22 hockey players or former hockey players at the University of Ottawa. Large lawsuit he commenced against the university this week for terminating the University of Ottawa hockey 
program. Not for him terminating it, but the University of Ottawa terminating it and also issued a legal action against its president, Alan Rock. Uh, waiting for John Murphy, we'd love to take your calls. Give us a call at 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. Give us a call. We'd love to take your calls. Uh, talk about uh, Leaf, uh, your impressions of the Leafs this week. I'm sure there's a lot of angry Leaf fans out there that want to get something off their chest. Once again, our numbers 416 416- Three six zero zero seven four zero one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. Buffalo Bills. I know that you're a huge Buffalo Bills fan, Naz, and um, they uh, have to do some improvement in the offseason. You've said their defense uh, is probably one of the best in the NFL. Certainly this year. Uh, but they don't have uh, they don't have a draft choice. They don't have first round draft choice, and they hamstr- they hamstrung themselves with the Sammy Watkins move from last year. Uh, in retrospect, was that uh, was that a good move? It was criticized uh, quite a bit by some NFL commentators because last year's uh, receiving draft class was one of the best in history, and 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 the criticism was that the Bills could have landed a really really good receiver without having to trade up. Well, Sammy Watkins is only in his first year, and he, they didn't get him the ball that often, right? The quarterbacking, like Kyle Orton never got him the ball quite often. At the time, when Watkins was drafted, it was applauded by a lot of people, and the same people are saying they could have uh, drafted somebody just as good further uh, down the draft, right? But Watkins will be fine. They they definitely need... Uh, they. You know where they're they're in need? They need a running back because I don't think Spiller and Jackson are going to be back. Uh, I I just think they need a running back for sure. A couple of offensive linemen, linemen, and they need to decide on their quarterback. Their defense is fine the way it is. Uh, They're they're getting Kiki back this year after an injury last year. Hughes may or may not be signed by the team depending on what defensive setup the Bills go with. And I, uh, my understanding is uh, Rex Ryan likes the 3-4 defense. So it looks like Hughes may not be back, and Hughes was a hell of a player for them last year. Uh, go, going back to Rex Ryan here, because he's, you know, he got a lot of news and uh, a lot of um, a good commentary in the Buffalo press this week, but there was a different take from one of the uh, analysts on the Buffalo Evening News wrote an article on Rex Ryan. And he certainly, you know, he looked great in the press conference, Said all the right things. Uh, I, I, one quote, he said, if we are all in this together, we will win. Of course, that's uh, that's nice, uh, nice, nice little quote. And Rex Ryan is certainly seems to be a player's coach. Uh, but uh, some some insiders in the NFL take a seat back and take a look at Rex Ryan's record. Uh, I mean, he's he's a great coach. He's personable. He's great with the media. Apparently, he's great with the players. But um, his record maybe might leave something to be desired. Uh, any criticisms from that point of view? I mean, he seems like they've brought a god into Buffalo, but but uh, is Rex Ryan a great NHL? He's been uh, in, NFL he's coach? been in a conference final with uh, with the Jets, so how can he not be? What I like about a... what I like about the Rex Ryan um, the Rex Ryan hiring. There's two aspects of like obviously, you know, he's got a presence on the sideline. That's for sure. 
He's got a presence on the sideline, which no Buffalo coach in recent memory has had. I mean, take a look at some of the guys they've had recently. We had Marone. Uh, what was that guy from that uh, that defensive back? Dick Jaron. They had Dick Jaron for a while. Yeah. We had uh, Greg Williams for a while. I mean, these guys not not the greatest personalities. This is the biggest signing for the Bills since I'm going to go back many years here, Wally, because Marv Levy was signed, but Marv Levy was Oh, Chan Gailey. Who can forget oh, Chan yeah, Gailey? He was, a, he was a beauty. Yeah, I almost forgot but, him. But Marv Levy was signed. He wasn't. Uh, he coached in the CFL and did a, a really good job here. And uh, he then he coached in Kansas City, but came to Buffalo afterwards, and he made his name in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills, Marv Levy. Do you remember a guy named Chuck Knox? That's the, that's the biggest signing since Chuck Knox. Chuck Knox was successful in L.A. with the L.A. Rams and then came to Buffalo as their head coach. That's what this compares to. Rex Ryan is like the Chuck Knox signing back then. Well, I, I, you know, Buffalo Bills have had, you know, a, a great history. Um, one of the original AFL teams from 1960. They had a great team in the 1960s. Uh, won the AFC Championship uh, once, I believe, uh, at least once, and uh, went to the title shot a couple of times. Uh, had a had an interesting team in the 1970s with uh, with OJ Simpson and. Uh, Joe DeLamalure and the Electric Light I used to call them Electric Light Orchestra. I guess they were the electric – they used to light up the juice. Uh, Reggie McKenzie, Electric Light Company or whatever they were called. Yep. And that was I, – I mean, we, we all remember when O.J. broke the 2,000-yard record uh, against the New York Jets that Sunday. And uh, then we ended up in the Joe Ferguson era um, in the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, and then uh, the 90s, of course, who can forget, four runs – at at the Super Bowl, um, so the Bills have have a have a fantastic history, and it seems like with their ownership now in solid hands, with the termination of the Bills in Toronto series, which never really took off, uh, no. that that really never went anywhere. Toronto really never adopted the Buffalo Bills as part of the team. I think all they managed to do was upset some loyal Buffalo Bills fans, but now now they've got new ownership. Uh, they got a new coach. Uh, they seem refocused, and uh, there's going to be a buzz about the Bills again next year. They're uh, looks like they're 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 ready to go on a on a bit of a streak. They've certainly got a, an NFL class uh, top ranked defense. Uh, I see them as a playoff team and as a contender if they can straighten out their quarterback problem. Yeah, I see them as a contender also. Uh, they were nine and seven. Could have easily gone eleven and five with the team they had. That's how good the Buffalo defense uh, played this year. Anyways, uh, Naz, I know that you're a huge Buffalo Bills fan, so uh, I know that you were happy this week and a huge smile on your face and showing your loyal Buffalo Bills attire with me this morning, Buffalo Bills. Anyways, before we go to break, I want to announce uh, our Scruples Contest is back. It's been a hot item amongst our listeners. Uh, $100 gift card at Scruples. Uh, please give us a call at 416 416- Four, uh, sorry, 416-360-0740-1-866-740-4740. That's Scruples Salon and Spa. Call in for a gift card, uh, $100. They've been hot items amongst uh, people who coming in, uh, calling in. We received lots of compliments on them. They'll take good care of you at Scruples Salon and Spa. Once again, those numbers, 416 416- 
1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back after the break talking with Lawrence Grunspawn and the University of Ottawa hockey program. It was a rainy day when Peterville asked, how much loyalty is there in the world anymore? Well, about 14 inches, we figure. Introducing Peterville's new loyalty program. After your sixth order, you'll receive a large 14-inch pizza of your choice free with your seventh order. You scratch our back, we feed your face. Find out more at pizzaville.ca. That's pizzaville.ca. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. At Titanium Logistics, we believe that choosing the right shipping company comes down to two issues, price and cost. Most prices are competitive, will likely save you money too, but the cost of choosing the wrong company to service your cross-border freight to and from the U.S. and Mexico can be extraordinary. If it's not where it should be, when it should be, that bargain price, worthless. Titanium Logistics, on time, on budget. Call 905-266-3014. Ask for Blair Downey. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. With us this morning, uh, Lawrence Greenspun, renowned renowned advocate uh, on his website in quotation marks, he fights for the little guy. Uh, Lawrence Greenspun is one of Canada's noted um, lawyers, uh, has appeared before various tribunals and courts in Canada and is a familiar face in the Court of Appeal and the Supreme Court and all of the country's top courts. So he's certainly uh, a a renowned uh, lawyer. And this week, uh, Lawrence, uh, Lawrence, good morning, by the way. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for coming back on. We had you on the show back in July. And at that time, uh, we talked about the University of Ottawa 
hockey program, just to, if you can give our listeners a, a brief recap, uh, you started a legal action this week for $6 million. It's a class action against the University of Ottawa and its president, Alan Rock. And the reason you started that lawsuit is you're representing 22 former players of the University of Ottawa hockey program whose futures were severely impacted by a decision of Alan Rock to terminate the uh, the University of Ottawa hockey program. It's been a big story, national story this week. It was a lead editorial in the National Post yesterday. If you can give our listeners a brief recap, uh, what's transpired and uh, what's going on in your lawsuit? Well, uh, it's, it's, things got started, uh, of course, back in February of last year uh, when uh, initially the entire team was suspended and an investigation by University of Ottawa began uh, in June. Uh, Alan Rock announced the continuation of that suspension for uh, this past year, and uh, the investigation had at that point uh, been, uh, had taken place, and certainly the university was well aware that uh, uh, there were two individuals who uh, were alleged to have been involved in sexual misconduct, um, subsequently, those two individuals were charged. Uh, certainly, the expectation was that uh, at the end of this year, there would be uh, a hockey team back at University of Ottawa. Uh, we started the class action on uh, Tuesday, and uh, the idea was that uh, the, all of the players, with the exception of the two that have been charged with uh, sexual assault, uh, will form part of the class. Uh, suing the University of Ottawa for the damages that have been caused as a result of the uh, university's decision to suspend the whole team uh, for the alleged actions of two of them. Now, I do want to uh, make I do want to make clear, Lawrence, that these at this point in time these are allegations; they haven't been proved. That's all. Uh, they are there are charges pending before the court against the two. Uh, the fellows I represent are all of the other guys who have not been charged with anything, uh, but uh, were suspended. Uh, initially back in February, and then that was extended uh, in June for another year. Uh, and then on uh, Friday of this week, uh, to my uh, great disappointment and surprise, the university announced that the suspension is going to be continued for another year. And uh, this is certainly not what uh, uh, we were expecting. There were a number of players who, despite the fact that the announcement had taken place in June, uh, were able to find other universities that would that had hockey programs, and they were able to leave town, uh, move to other cities, and, and go to those universities so they can continue their academic and hockey careers. Uh, but there are also uh, some players who who stuck around and stayed at Ottawa U and and said, you know, all right, I, I can't play hockey this year, but I'll be able to play next year. And uh, those guys on on Friday were basically told that. Uh, there's not going to be any hockey at, at Ottawa U, not anytime soon. How many players uh, does that affect for next year? Well, uh, we know we know there's at least uh, at least half a dozen of the guys that stuck around, stayed at Ottawa U with the hope that they would be able to play for uh, this coming year. And uh, now they're they're uh, what they've gone through is uh, is is just been magnified as a result of this decision on Friday. Who's, who's representing the other two uh, fellows uh, that? Uh, uh, well, they're, they're, uh, they have separate counsel, uh, uh, criminal defense lawyers uh, that are representing them. 
uh, in the in the charges that uh, are proceeding in Thunder Bay. Yeah, I just uh, we all take sexual uh, assault allegations seriously, and it's certainly a serious serious issue on university campuses across the country now. And uh, you know, it's, a, it's not a sexual assault allegation, but Dalhousie Dentistry School got themselves involved uh, in a little jam recently. I want to pose. I want to Lawrence. I want to pose a little. Uh, hypothetical to you and you you tell me uh, you tell me if there's any difference in, in 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 the way I look at it let's say the University of Ottawa had its uh, had its debating University of Ottawa law school had its debating team go uh, go to Vancouver and participate in a debate and they had 25 uh, 25 uh, kids on their debating team and two of them got in went into a bar and got charged with sexual assault. Should the University of Ottawa suspend the entire faculty of law? Uh, uh, is there any difference in my analogy? No, there isn't. And I mean, the fact that these guys are, uh, uh, you know, a team of hockey players versus a debating team uh, versus uh, a badminton team, it, it really, uh, it doesn't matter. The, the principle of this notion that you can uh, punish uh, the many for the alleged sins of the few uh, is not justice. Uh, and it's 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 sad that what is happening is the uh, universities and other institutions across the country are setting themselves up. Uh, they think that they can establish parallel systems of injustice and uh, and you know meet out uh, sanctions to uh, to players that they uh, or to to people that young people that they feel have been involved and or not have been involved have not been involved or just part of a team uh, that. Uh, that they think that they can do this. I mean, the whole notion that the university uh, wades into this area of sexual assault um, and or sexual harassment, and this is something we've been working on in the courts for 20 years. Uh, the the cases have gone all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada, everything from, you know, how to properly do an interview of a sexual assault complainant to providing support for people to those uh, complainants, uh, to various me- methods in the court screens being provided, uh, different evidentiary rulings that have been made all the way to the Supreme Court of Canada. All of these things, uh, in order to establish a, a system that is um, sensitive to the complainant as well as fair to the accused. And for the university with, to, to walk in, whether it's Dalhousie or Ottawa University, to walk in and and uh, punish or sanction or suspend first and then carry out some kind of an investigation by somebody who has little or no experience in the area and to then impose uh, further penalties uh, without, without a full hearing, without proper uh, uh, safe, safeguards in place. They're just, they're, they're completely out of their league and it, it's, it's, uh, it, it boggles the mind that they figure, they can, oh, we can, we can do this. This is like academic fraud. We can handle this. Well, no, it's not. They're not complete. They're not capable of dealing with these these cases uh, fairly, and uh, they're demonstrating that across the country. What, what, uh, we're talking to Lawrence Greenspawn, who's obviously been in the media across the country this week uh, as a result of him uh, commencing a six million dollar class action lawsuit against the University of Ottawa and its president Alan Rock uh, for uh, damages caused to twenty two young men who were suspended. Uh, I wouldn't say suspended, but had their hockey careers prematurely terminated at the University of Ottawa as a result of the suspension of the program. And you, you talked, uh, you talk, Lawrence, about parallel systems of justice and how, and how uh, you know they. Uh, I mean, the the two, the two people who have been charged uh, 
they're, they're, they're getting the benefit of due process, and that has to go through our criminal justice system. And it uh, appears that the University of Ottawa has a parallel system of justice to deal with these matters, as most other institutions do for, for different things. And, you, and you've described for us the downfalls of, of those systems, and you said some of these people are, not, are, uh, are in over their heads. But Alan Rock's not in over his head. He's, as, he's, a, he's pretty experienced, uh, I believe his former justice minor, minister, um, former treasurer of the Law Society of Upper Canada, if my memory serves me correct, uh, a senior partner in a major downtown law firm. Um, he's, uh, he's, uh, he, you, would, you would think that um, he's, he's perfectly competent and perfectly capable, and you've sued him personally in this lawsuit, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct, Lawrence? Well, he's he's been named in and the he's been named. Uh, okay. in the lawsuit. Yes, uh, uh, in his capacity as president of the University of Ottawa. Okay, uh, but certainly, certainly, as you say, Mr. Rock is a is a very experienced uh, lawyer. Uh, he's a former minister of justice, and he is, 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 should certainly know that sexual assault is a very serious crime. We take it very seriously in our society, so that anybody uh, that is associated with it. Anybody who is punished because they are associated with it, um, it's understandable and it's perfectly uh, foreseeable that that person is going to suffer all kinds of damages, as as all of the members of the team, except the two individuals who were charged. All of those players, uh, many of them, as I say, have moved to other cities to go to university and, and to be involved in hockey programs. Uh, they all suffered a loss of reputation. Some of them lost summer jobs. Some of them lost co-op placements. Uh, others didn't go to didn't go to classes for weeks because they they felt they were being they're going to be ridiculed or insulted. Um, you know these these are these are young men who uh, basically have have paid the price uh, for being associated with allegations of sexual assault. And and I mean in one case the fellow wasn't even in Thunder Bay and one of the members of the team. In another case, a number of the guys were down at the hospital. Uh, many many of the guys were not even in the hotel at the time that these uh, allegations took place, and yet they've all um, had their lives damaged as a result. Now, I, w- I do want to ask you about uh, whether they received any due process at all at any point in time in this whole process, which I find a bit staggering. Uh, the University of Ottawa did its own private investigation in this matter. Do you have any details of that investigation? Who conducted the investigation? Who was interviewed for that investigation? Uh, Is there a written report of that investigation? Does anybody outside of the University of Ottawa have any idea what what they found in their fact-finding mission? Well, let me try and answer uh, that series of questions. Uh, No, they uh, didn't receive due process. Uh, there was an individual who uh, who did the investigation. He, uh, uh, as part of that investigation, met with and interviewed uh, the players on the team. The players uh, cooperated with that investigator. Uh, there was then a, uh, a written report, a full written report. The university absolutely refuses to release a copy of that report at this point in time. And uh, there, it's been the subject of uh, a number of freedom of information requests by the media. And uh, the university's position is that they're not going to release that report upon which they base their decision to suspend the entire team. Now, um, I, I'm a parent uh, 
Um, Lawrence and uh, Naz is a parent. Um, you know, we've had kids go through university and play sports and those types of things. And sometimes when we look at these things, we always look at it from the perspective of a parent. And you've got not only 22, um, you've got 22 young men who have been unfairly tarnished, in, 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 in my opinion. But you've got a lot of parents who are probably, uh, uh, probably very upset at uh, at their kids' reputations being dragged, uh, uh, I, to be fair, dragged through the mud. Um, yes. uh, tell us a little bit about your conversations with, the, with with some of the parents and uh, what kind of reaction you're getting from the parents. I've I've heard from some of the parents, uh, particularly the the parents who who sent their uh, their young uh, you know their young men. To University of Ottawa for an education and to play hockey, and for most of these guys, we're talking about them playing hockey, you know, from the age of four or five or six, and certainly uh, in their teenage years, uh, playing an awful lot of hockey to get to the point where they could they could represent one of the one of the top teams in the in the uh, in the country, and uh, many of them had aspirations of going on. Uh, to play hockey in Europe or to play ho- to play semi-pro. Uh, one player in particular came over from the uh, the Q, uh, the the Quebec League, uh, to play with University of Ottawa. I mean, these guys were. I, I'm not saying they were all going to be NHLers. That's not that wasn't the point. But certainly they took hockey seriously. For I would I would imagine we're talking about thousands of hours of ice time. Uh, with the goal of you know being able to go to university and play hockey and and do it at a very high level, and these parents uh, have been as, as we know that takes a lot out of parents in order to be able to support that dream, and uh, so absolutely the, the the parents have been uh, been devastated by the way that their uh, their sons have been treated in this case. Um, we've been speaking with Lawrence Greenspawn, the uh, lawyer who's acting on behalf, issued a class action lawsuit this week against the University of Ottawa, also naming Alan Rock uh, as part of the lawsuit. Um, where does the lawsuit go from here, Lawrence? Well, the next stage of it is uh, what's called certification hearing, and basically we go to court to have the court approve uh, the class. Uh, the class that we've described is all of the players on the University of Ottawa men's hockey team, uh, with the exception of the two that have been charged. And uh, that's the group that, that, that I represent. And uh, hopefully the court will certify that group as a class, and then we can pursue the, uh, the civil action. Well, anyways, we, uh, we'll, uh, we'll stay in touch with you, Lawrence. Thanks so much for coming for sure. back onto the Naz and Wally uh, Sports Hour. It's great to catch up with you, and we'll certainly follow this story. And the only thing I can say, I wish you the best of luck, and I hope that at some point in time, justice is served. My pleasure, and thanks very much for your continuing interest. Thanks, Lawrence. That was uh, Lawrence Greenspawn, uh, attorney for the 22 University of Ottawa hockey players who uh, didn't have a team to play on this year because the University of Ottawa decided to suspend the entire men's hockey program as a result of the actions of of two, and uh, not only suspended it for this year, uh, this Friday, three days after uh, Lawrence announced that uh, this action was being commenced, three days after that, the uh, university announced that they were suspending the program for another year. 
timing may be coincidental or it may not be coincidental. Doesn't uh, sound like it's coincidental. Yeah, it doesn't sound. You know what? I'm I'm going to put a call into the University of Ottawa this mm-hmm. week. Let's see if we can get. Uh, love to have somebody from the university on the show. I'd uh, like to have somebody who's representing the two boys that were charged. Uh, that would be uh, an interesting interview. Um, I'm not so sure he'd be, he'd want the lawyer who's representing two criminal defendants on a sexual assault sexual assault charge. I doubt very much he'd want to talk very much on the radio. Probably not. Uh, only because it's probably from a pro- professional point of view, he'd probably on a criminal matter probably doesn't want to try it through the media. And uh, those types of serious criminal allegations uh, should be dealt with in a court of law, probably not through a microphone. Um, Anyways, it was always a pleasure talking to Lawrence, and we'll uh, uh, keep an eye on that story and see how it develops. Uh, um, Just uh, there seems to be some – just seems that these – I won't call them kids. I'll call them young men – deserve an opportunity to be heard by, and uh, I'd, I'd really like to know why the university thought it was necessary to suspend the entire program. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the university's point of view is here yeah, too. But yeah, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put in a call in the University of Ottawa this week and see if somebody from the university wants to respond. Uh, I'd certainly like to hear their position on, on the matter. Anyways, enough of... Uh, Enough of that story. Uh, We have our scruples contest. Uh, Give us a call at 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. We've been giving away these $100 gift cards for a while, Naz, and they've been hot items. Uh, Some of our listeners have been using these coupons, and uh, results, uh, what I'm hearing back is they're getting some great services for the $100 coupon. These coupons uh, can be used at Scruples Salon and Spa, www.scruplesalon.com. Two locations, one in Woodbridge and one in Pickering. They were so good, sweet Daddy Siki, when he was a guest, he (laughs) wanted one. Anyways, we're going to open up the lines, 416-360-0740-1866-740-740. 4740. I'm sure we've got a lot of disgruntled Leaf fans out there that uh, may want to get something off their chest. And uh, Biagio, uh, I'm sure you are uh, got some comments on the Leaf performance to date this season. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are what they were preseason, if you recall, gentlemen. And before I get into it, Naz Wally, good morning. Good morning. Um, they need a number one sentiment a number one defenseman, and I'll say a number three defenseman. Bring in that talent. I don't care who the coach is, and we'll see a different team on the ice. It's as simple as that. We do not have the horses. We can talk all we want. The players they have, perimeter players at best, and they just cannot perform without the proper support around them. I'll keep it very short and simple and listen to you guys debate that one. Thank to- you, totally agree with that. Thanks for your call. I totally, totally, totally agree with that. You take a look at the, the Leafs lineup. And you add Jonathan Taves, Brent Seabrook, and Alexander Ke- Alexander Keith. That's a yeah, good but, beer, but, but Duncan Keith. But, Nez, what are we accomplishing? Biagio's but, right. Biagio's well, right. Saying, I'm not saying he's He is he's absolutely wrong. right. He's, they he, are missing those type of players. And until they get them, they're not going to challenge for anything. Yeah, but, but, okay. And, uh, he's I, absolutely I, I, and right. I've, and I've said, when they fired Carlisle, I said, the Leafs' problem is not a coaching problem. It's a personnel problem. 
right? And you can say you can have Jonathan Taves drop from the sky. Duncan Keith drop from the but sky. But that's what they're missing. Brent Seabrook drop from the sky. These these players are not going to drop from the sky. Nobody says they are, but okay. he's he's coming up with the point that that's what they need so, to be a better team. So are, what are, we, a, what sure, are we saying here? We got to give up. Sure. Are we giving up hope? Is that what we're saying? Because no, we don't have, have be, these three guys. What are we going to do? No, you play. You play, and then you have to develop these guys somehow or get these type of players before you. Before you. We're at the salary cap era right now. Before, when free agency, the Leafs were competitive in the years 2000 to 2005. Why were, hold on. Before, because they could I, I spend went, I, the money I, I, without I, a problem. There is no cap. I want to come soon back. As soon as the cap went on, they yeah. can't do this anymore. I want to come back to that point, but uh, that was a very good call. We'd like to hear from other Leaf, uh, Leaf listeners, or you want to talk about the University of Ottawa story, we'll talk about that as well. 416-360-0740-1866-740-4740. I'm sure there's a lot of disgruntled Leaf fans out there who want to talk about the Leafs. Give us a call. Um, you hit the nail on the head, Naz. I don't disagree with you. In, in, the, in the late 90s and early 2000s, we were able, the Leafs were able to outspend. Absolutely. Okay? Now, we're, we're, now we're a top-cap team. We're a top cap team, uh, and and where do we go from here? You got David Clarkson on 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 a bad contract, and how 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 do you, how do you change the core of this team? How do you change the core of this team? How do you how do you get a Jonathan Taves, a Duncan Keith, or um, a Brent Seabrook? Well, if they, that if that's well, what well, it's here, going to take, here it is. Okay, if that's what it's going to take to change the fortunes of this team. That's what it's going to take. So you know what? But you know where you start? You know where you start? You start at the top. Okay, we brought Shanahan in. Okay, whatever. You know, he's got to get his feet wet or whatever. Um, You know, the the jury's still on him. Yeah, that's right. We'll get back to Shanahan. Nonis has been in that position for how long now? Nonis has been Uh, in that position. Three years. Three years. Anyways, we're going to hold that thought. We've got Ed on the line. Ed, you're on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing great, Ed. How are you? Very good. Well, not too happy, but... <laughs> <laughs> you must be a Leafs fan. Is that why you're not happy? Uh, yes, I bleed blue. So. Okay, yeah. Ed. Get it off your chest. This is your opportunity. They don't have a leader. They don't have a captain who can lead them. Uh, I don't believe they, they have the captain they have right now is uh, even a good defenseman. And uh, they need someone to lead them. And uh, to, so the other te- uh, players can feed off them, which they don't have. That's uh, I, I don't. You may you may get some disagreement at this end, Ed. But we thank you for your call, Naz. You want to respond? Yeah. Hey, are you still there? Yes. Who would you make captain of the team then, if it isn't Dion Phaneuf? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I there's, <laughs> um, uh, no, that that's uh, I, I don't know. I don't think they have any. I I, bl- I anyways, yeah, thanks, Ed. I want to thank you for your call. We've got another call in the line. I'd, got, I'd like to go to and Naz really quickly before we go to the next call. You've I've been a big Dion Phaneuf supporter on this team. I don't think he's the problem on the team, but you think otherwise? No, I don't think Dion Phaneuf's the problem of the team. Uh, he's taking the captaincy. He was given the captaincy. He he's trying his best. It's not like he's not trying to be a leader. He is trying his best. Did you see his post game interview last night? No, I did not. Yeah, he was he was he was he was demoralized. Uh, it would be the but Biagio uh, pointed out when he said they need a f- one and three. Yep, he's saying Dion Phaneuf is a two. That's what I gather out of that. We can argue that. Anyways, we've got D. Please uh, help me with the pronunciation. Is it D. Geno on the line? Yes, D-General. Oh, the uh, D-General. D-General. 
You're like Mike from Buffalo, my friend. You're, we, we can't get rid uh, of you. Anyways. First of, all, first of all, you guys are doing a great job. Love the show. Keep it up. Okay, and the fact that you're talking about the Leafs makes me happy. I'm not a Leaf fan, but I feel for those Leaf fans out there because <laughs> there isn't an answer to this uh, solution. It's, it's like when I sat in calculus. doesn't matter how many times they put it on the board. I still didn't understand it. <laughs> and, and can somebody out there in Leafland explain to me what the plan is or what the vision is down the road? Because there, there's got to be something there in a blueprint that, that is to be followed. I don't know where Shanahan's going. I mean, can you guys answer that question for me? Um, I don't know where he's going either because he, he doesn't talk to the media all that often. But you know what? He's not the general manager of the team. He's he's the president of the team. I, I, I mean, I would suspect that you know he's he's providing overall policy directives, overall guidance, but it's up to the general manager. Uh, what experience does Shannon have before he came on to this job? Well, he worked at the NHL uh, What office. managerial position did he have didn't with have... hockey-related? Didn't have anything, right? He played, which is great. He was a great player, Hall of Famer. No question about that. Steve Iserman, who was the best player, one of the best players that ever played for the Detroit Red Wings, right? Worked for the Detroit Red Wings for six years before he took a managerial position with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Six years. Shanahan has not worked a day in an office, hockey-related. How does he get carte blanche on deciding what to do? The Leafs hired him, but he had no. Exp- he has no experience. Anyways, D. General, thank and, you for your call. And, it's and always that's a... why, gentlemen, if I, if I can... Yeah, go ahead, is, please. Yeah, I, I just... I, my solution to the problem, I think they should give you two guys a call, give you <laughs> six months to try and re, re, you know, straighten this ship out, Okay, and see where you're going because you guys got more experience than those guys, and you guys make a lot more sense. D General, uh, thanks, man. With, with, D General, thanks for the call. With with my tongue firmly planted in my cheek, right. I, I may not necessarily disagree with you, but thanks for your call. Uh, uh, all, 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 guys. Thanks. thanks. All, all kidding aside, I don't think the MLSC is going to knock our doors down to hire us, and probably we aren't qualified. So we'll remain the critics that we are. It's always easier to be a critic than actually have to perform the job. Well, what, what, what experience does Shannon have? Uh, he didn't. He was what? He was the wasn't he the sheriff? At, wasn't he dispensing justice at the NHL office? Yeah. He took over from Coley Campbell, didn't he? Isn't that yeah, what he, he did? Yeah, he loved doing the videos yeah. and uh, but explaining. He, you know, you that's know okay. I'm, he, a, I'm he, a Shanahan a hockey fan. Yeah. I, I agree. Not, you know, and, and I don't disagree with you, Naz. He, he he didn't have the experience of being a president or general manager of the team, and I I, I think to a certain extent, you know, the issue, the next big issue around this team is the future of Dave Nonis, and and I know that we, we, there were a couple of posts on on some blog sites this week about uh, general manager. I I just don't see how the how they can go into the future with Dave Nonis as their general manager. He's responsible for a couple of terrible signings on this team and we talked about the David Clarkson signing the Jake Gardner signing isn't looking the best right now um, you we can quibble about the Phil Kessel and the Dion Phaneuf uh, I, I wasn't a big critic of those signings at the time because you know I, I, oh, think, I think he got, he got himself for Phaneuf was really good I think Bert he got did a great himself. job on that but trade. let me throw this name out at you a guy who's got a history in Toronto as a potential future, two potential future general managers in Toronto. I want to throw these names at you. Mike Fuda, Dale Talon. Your response. Uh, Mike Fuda is ready for a GM job. He built the Kings. They won two Stanley Cups. He is definitely ready for that type of job. He has the experience. He's, he's a hockey guy. 
Dale Talon, real quick, our producer's giving me the chop sign. Dale, Dale Talon was the one who uh, built Chicago. Built the Blackhawks, and the Florida Panthers don't look good, like they're doing choice. too bad this good year. Good choice. Anyways, we'll debate that one again uh, next week. I'm sure we will. It'll be another interesting week in Leafland. We'll see what happens. Anyways, thanks for joining us on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour this Sunday morning. We'll be back again next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Thank you. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.